excited to be back. Uh, uh, to be back. Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Who's Doing the Thinking. I'm your host, Shatea. <sighs> Let's get into it. It's a Monday. Things have happened over the weekend. Things have happened last week that have been on my mind. First things first, I would like to wish my parents safe travels as they head off to Thailand for their first overseas trip ever. Who mm. goes to Thailand on a first trip, right? Usually people go to like Europe or something. Not my parents. Thailand. They're going to Thailand. They're going to have a good time. I'm excited for them to have a good time. While I house it. It's going to be a good time for me as well. (laughs) Peace and quiet. So what I've learned this past week while listening to other podcasts, you know, keeping my ears to the streets, I have learned that there is a really bad comprehension problem in America. And I think it's because everybody's in their feelings, right? Like, I know how the others, I'll just say others, like to say, oh, people are so sensitive, these days, and it's, it's true, it's true. Um, but a lot of the things people have a right to be sensitive about when it comes to the topics that they're speaking about, but I'm just talking about the projection that's going on, right? Ebony K. Williams. (laughs) My girl got on the Breakfast Club and defended her position um, when she was on the Grio interviewing Ayala Van Zant. And Ayala asked her if she would date a bus driver. She said if if he owns the bus, I'll date him. My first indication that the conversation was probably going to go left was going to swerve a little bit. Was going to stay where we're supposed to stay. Was going to swerve. When Ayala said, mm-mm, that's wrong. Then she said, I would date a bus driver. Okay, that's you. All right? It's you. That's what you want to do. If you want to date a bus driver, then be my... Be my guest. I'm trying not to curse. Be my guest. Now, the really bad projection came in when the grill decided to use that clip to advertise the show. Okay? It was sensationalized, of course, because everybody looked at that comment and was like, oh my gosh, how could she say that? You know, she only wants to date the bus driver. If the bus driver owns the bus. Now... I listened to her explanation on The Breakfast Club and she broke it down better on her podcast called Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams and co-host Dustin Ross. I love that podcast because what Ebony does is she talks about current events in the beginning. Her and Dustin laugh a little. By the way, Dustin is hilarious. And then they go on the docket, meaning that they find um, some situations um, in terms of law. That they could break down for the people, so the people could bear, so the people can understand exactly what's going on. Beyonce and her taxes, you know, just things like that that Ebony can go through, and I think it's really insightful. It's a great show. Again, that is holding court with Ebony K. Williams, co-host Dustin Ross. Now, what she said on the podcast was, 
entrepreneurial spirit is in me, right? Her grandfather um, had a fourth grade education. Um, he worked at the feeding mill um, in Louisiana, if I'm not mistaken. And he also did things on the side to take care of the family. Her mom then turned around and drove a bus, then went to cosmetology school, then decided to open her own salon, then decided to open two daycare centers, and then went to buy tractor trailers. Went on to buy tractor trailers. She became an entrepreneur herself. And then you have Ebony K. Williams. We know the degrees and the higher education that she holds, right? So this is in her. So she does not want a man who is tied to a job, who can't go on vacations when she want to go on vacations, who can't do this, who can't do that, because she wants her man to be free. Free. She wants a free man. Now, it may not necessarily be a black man. And I see a lot of you are upset about that as well. Oh, well, she had a white fiance. How can she tell us what to do? How can she try and tell us? Y'all ain't gonna never be free. Y'all ain't gonna never be free. If she dated a white man, if she married a white man or a man that is not of African descent, it wouldn't matter what she's saying makes sense and what she's saying is not to hurt but to elevate the problem is it's the coddle feelings it's the people who need the coddle the feelings coddle here's the thing the bus driver job is average the police job is average these things are average why because anybody can do these things right now what she said was if that is the maximum of your skill set that's all fine and dandy that's great but if it is not and you have some untapped potential she has a problem with that right she doesn't like the complacency of black america which i completely understand now on the breakfast club she brought up COVID, which the girl is brilliant the girl is brilliant i don't care what y'all say she talked about the nurses, she talked about the, you know, custodial workers, bus drivers, you know, grocery store workers, all of these essential workers that we needed in the time when we were in lockdown, right? We needed these people. She said, we praised these people when they came home with the wooden uh, spoons and the pots all, oh, you know, yeah, love you guys. Yeah. Okay, fine, fine. All fine and dandy. But what she said was. Black people were dying disproportionately during that time. Why? Because a lot of those people could not do their work virtually. They had to go to the grocery store, right? We needed to get our mail. They had to go to the, they, they worked at the post office, right? The bus drivers had to drive the buses, right? There was no staying inside. These things were not shut down, thus making these people susceptible to getting this virus these jobs are mediocre people you all have to deal with it you're going to have to deal with um the jobs being mediocre i'm sorry y'all may not like the term mediocre but ebony you know bought out the dictionary medium not bad not good just in the middle not high not low just in the middle 
these jobs are mediocre because anybody can do these jobs. But again, if your skill set is hiring, you're not doing anything about it. That's what Ebony has an issue with. She doesn't have, by the way, DJ Envy. DJ Envy, I don't like when people are uh, committed to misunderstanding. DJ Envy got into his feelings. Oh, and you know, because these are the people that backed me up. And without these people, we wouldn't have the lights on here at the breakfast club. And, you know, these are the people that buy your books. Okay, girl, calm down. Calm down because Miss Ebony was not saying anything bad about them. She did not say that as people they were mediocre. She said that their jobs are mediocre. I don't give a damn if you took this job because you want a pension or you took this job because of the benefits. That's perfectly fine. I feel the same I feel the same way as Ebony. That's fine. But if you have some untapped potential, you need to go for it. And then, you know, you got people saying, which I kind of understand, but I kind of don't when we have access to the internet, right? And I was just talking about this with someone. The lack of um, research, right? Y'all learn a Summer Walker song in a New York Minute. I'm sure y'all look up the lyrics. Um... I was about to say, y'all could read about what happened with this celebrity and that celebrity, but that would be a lie because y'all barely read anything. Hmm. Y'all know who I'm talking about. It's the people in the shade room comments. It's the people in the shade room comments that don't click the link. They don't find the whole story. So they're speaking on the caption. Don't know nothing. Just running the mouth. Just using those fingers. Okay? So I'm not talking about y'all because y'all don't even read. But the people who do read, right? The people who go out and try to find certain things. I understand that black people, there's a lack of resources in our community. I get that. But I also know that every other fucking TikTok video, every every uh, Instagram is people talking about business. People talking about how to do this. People talking about how to do that. If you want to do something, there are ways that you can use that good old Google. We love a Google, right? And you use that Google and you try to find resources and you try to find out what you can do to get to where you want to go, to use the skills that you want to use, okay? So I understand that as a child, you were not shown um, and you were not told of certain things, right? Um, Your parents may not um, have been able to give you get you piano lessons or you know do something with an instrument or maybe they could not afford it I understand that but if there it is a passion the things can be done on the side and that's what I understand that's why I understand what Ebony was saying if the man wants to own a construction company the man must then go look and how to start. What do I need to do to start to move in the direction to have my own construction company? You know what I mean? So I completely understand what Ebony is saying. It is just very unfortunate that people have been, has stabbed themselves in the chest and said it was her doing. That's all I'm saying. Leave her alone. And also... Dr. Umar Lamont Johnson, I just want everybody to know I do say Lamont um, when I'm referring to anybody who's getting on my nerves. Dr. Umar Lamont Johnson, listen, first of all, you're late as hell. He made a video yesterday 
talking about Ebony K. Williams, how he believes she's so smart, um, but he believes that she was talking down to black people and that um, he has a problem with her having a white fiance if she did have one, which I believe she did. And um, he picked up the ball. Now he's dribbling. We're over it. It's tired. I don't even think this is from last week. I actually think this started two weeks ago. It has dragged on into the next week. And we just don't need it to drag on this week. We need it to be over. Um, so I'll hopefully um, Ebony does not respond to Dr. Umar. Um, because Dr. Umar is really funny to me. I'm going to tell you why. Because um, Dr. Umar participates in white supremacy himself. I mean, he talks about a snow bunny this and a snow bunny, bunny that. And no black man or black woman should procreate with outsiders, quote unquote, non-white, non-black people. Um, because it is, is destruction to our race, right? To um, have biracial children and um, not all black children. Okay, fine. If you take that positioning, whatever. But... <laughs> there's a lot of other positions that need to be taken because gotta dig deep why is it hard for black women to find black men right to provide da, 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 like husbands da, da, da. we gotta talk about the education system we have to talk about the money we have to go back to not uh dating the bus driver um unless he owns the bus you know but again, that what Ebony is saying has nothing to do um, with her white fiance. It has everything to do with black America and her belief in this community and how stagnant it is and how normal it is to be stagnant while everyone else around us is succeeding uh, financially in this country as 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 groups not individuals i know you may have the indian friend that's eating noodles i'm not talking about that i'm talking about in a group way these people are succeeding far beyond um, what we can imagine because apparently um from the census the average american household is only 24,000 to 30 something thousand dollars like come on Come on, people who are getting mad at what she said. Get it together. Like I said, Dr. Umar participates in his own uh, little white supremacy situation because Dr. Umar not only has one wife, he has two wives, and they're both light-skinned. So um, hmm, I find that to be very interesting um, when it's always a light-skinned woman. Um, it's never a brown or a dark-skinned woman. It's always a light-skinned woman. That, I don't know what the intentions are there, but since Dr. Umar wants to assume about Ebony, I can assume about him. He wanted a light-skinned woman. Um, he prefers a light-skinned woman, and that right there, people, we all know, is rooted in white supremacy. I'm going to pivot over to another clusterfuck by the name of Chris Brown. Christopher Brown, the man can't stay out of trouble. And by trouble, I mean anything that puts him in a negative light in the media. He can't stay out of that. Now, here's the thing. In Las Vegas this weekend, apparently Usher decided to throw Chris Brown a birthday party. It was a skate party. The celebrities came out. It was all fine and dandy. I had no idea this is going on, by the way. But what I 
do want to let you know is that I did find out what was going on when Hollywood Unlocked reported that Usher was jumped by Chris Brown's entourage after an argument. It got a little deeper. We had ball-headed, middle-aged, whack 100 in the comments talking about Chris Brown cursed Tiana Taylor out. Usher went to defend, and it all went up from there. Now, the people, outrage, it's Usher. Usher has been on a roll for a few months now with his residency in Las Vegas. Every other day somebody's posting. He's got the celebrities coming out for him and having a good time. Everything's perfect. But now, the king has been touched by cocaine. We don't want those problems, right? But someone made a good point that I was not even thinking about. I don't know why I didn't think about this. I feel like because I have a love for Usher, maybe my brain was not working in the way where he could be the cause of his own misfortune. And what that was, um, the cause is you, you, you throwing a birthday party for a known abuser, right? Um, I understand that people say, you know, it was, so much, it was such a long time ago. It was such a long time ago. And you're referring to Robin Rihanna Fenty. And that's not what I'm talking about. And I think y'all need to understand that just because that is the most publicized incident, it ain't the only one. We all know that Karuchi had to get a restraining order. I remember distinctly the night that he followed her around whatever party there was and tried to get in a car with her. I believe she had a restraining order then. Then she had to peace out. It was getting to be too much. Um, he's a, he's also a colorist, though he says he is not. He absolutely is. There's proof in the pudding. Um, nobody really has to lie on you, Chris Brown. I don't I don't think there's anything that people get from lying on Christopher Brown. And then so after the young man brought that to my attention on Twitter, a very good point, I started to think about the other people that had attended that party. And I thought, oh, wait, who was the other person involved in this situation, this kerfluffle? Ah, Tiana Taylor. Now, Tiana Taylor, if you have not known, um, she has retired from music. She is no longer going to be making music or so. She says the people have music in their system, right? It's in their soul, it's in their bones. So a lot of times when they say they're not going to be making music anymore, I personally do not believe them. Just like Jay-Z said he was going to retire. What is Jay-Z doing now? Performing. He's performing. He's got new songs. He's got new songs with Beyonce, all these things, right? So I don't believe that. But you know what? She said she retired. She retired. Now she is creative director. She was just creative director for uh, Lotto's concert or something. And it was really cute. It was really good. I trust Tiana Taylor's vision. I love her fashions. I love the way she does stuff. Um, she had a reality show on E! with her husband and her two babies. And she is a visionary. So um, I'm excited to see what she does in that work as a creative director for whomever. Um, I'll get to who I believe she needs to creatively direct in, in, in a few minutes. But back to the birthday party. Um, now, sis, now. So the people say that Chris Brown was calling Tiana Taylor all kinds of bees. Um, and it just got heated. And, you know, <laughs> I should have decided to step in. Allegedly, if that is true, my girl, my girl, my darling, listen, I would feel crazy. I'll tell you why I would feel crazy. 
a long time ago, over 10 years ago, right? I don't know what started this Twitter beef between Rihanna and Tiana Taylor. I have no idea, but I do know they were arguing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, Rihanna came for the juggler. Baby, you're poor. Nobody knows you. Everybody knows me. It was one of those situations where you really can't say anything back because the truth is the truth. Um, and you know the people were egging them on. But what Tiana Taylor did that I did not appreciate at all is she had someone make a banner. Maybe she did it herself. Creative director, you know? Who knows? She decided to make a banner for her Twitter, which was a photo of Rihanna's battered face that was plastered all over TMZ um, the day after Chris Brown beat her up. And she was defending Chris Brown. She was defending. That was her friend. She was just defending, honey. And years later, the man turns around and, and allegedly disrespects her bees the whole thing. And I believe, listen, I got a little giggle. I got a little chuckle. I'm going to tell you why. You be careful who you defend, right? I don't care if that's your friend or not. Everybody knows that Chris Brown is an abusive person. Everybody knows this, right? I'm sure that he still is. He still is. He, he's not going to change. I'm sorry. The people in his camp will not provide the space for him to change. Um, he's just going to be exactly who he is. A crackhead who can flip. Now, yesterday was the Lovers and Friends concert. The people came out. We had Lil' Kim. We had Lumi D. We had um, Christina Aguilera came out there. JoJo was out there. Everybody was out there. Um, Ari Lennox was out there. Snack. She looked so good. She looked so cute. Now, creative directing. Here's who Tiana Taylor should creatively direct next. Uh, the lady goes by the name of Summer Walker. Okay. Disclaimer. I am not a Summer Walker fan. I believe that vocally she is talented. I don't like her music. I don't like the writing. I don't like the samples that are often used in her music. There is one song from her last album that I do like. Do I like what she's saying? I don't even know what the lady's saying. I like the instrumental because the instrumental is either a 90s song or early 2000s song that I really do like. It bothers me that the kids are using uh, songs from that time frame when we have jams. Jams. In the 80s, they really, like, people don't really know and haven't been exposed to. I don't know. It just bothers me. And a lot of people say, oh, it's because, you know, you were young back then. And I'm like, bitch, I'm 31. Like, I'm still young. What are you talking about? It's just that I, I think that it's lazy. Musically, I think it's lazy. It's really, mm, are the people making beats anymore? Or are the people using samples? Mm. May God rest Prince's soul. He said, I don't, I don't do samples. I don't do samples. I, I play my instruments live. And um, if we're not careful, we'll be sampling the music that was sampled to be sampled. And boy, oh boy, was he right all those years later. He was absolutely correct because I don't know what y'all be listening to, but it's just a regurgitation of 90s, early 2000s music. And the lyrics are like, is there a story being told? Like, I don't know. Now, granted, Summer Walker, she tells a story. She tells a story in her music. But see, the stories that she tells are the stories of the goofy girls. I don't need to listen to goofy girl music because I'm not a goofy girl when it comes to the guys. Back to the creative directing, the stage presence. 
it ain't there. Now, see, I know all of you say, well, she has, you know, um, anxiety and she get off the stage, get off the stage. You got to pick something else to do, baby. Or she can very well say, you know what, guys, I'm not performing anymore. I believe she said that before. And well, she's back on stage looking like a cardboard cutout of herself again. I believe that musicians get most of their money from touring, you know, from live concerts and not just the music because that that music, um, a lot of that goes back to uh, that money goes back to the record labels. So it seems like if Summer Walker wants to continue to do this work, um, that she is so, again, very talented vocally. She The girl can sing. Um, it's not, I won't call her a vocalist, but she is just naturally talented. Her tone is like butter. It It's good. However, it ain't that good enough for the people to continue taking the little bit of crumbs you're giving them on the stage because mama is not even walking back and forth y'all okay she <laughs> the girl <laughs> is so bad girl summer walker was saying <laughs> get back to me you know what i'm talking about so i would be delighted for tiana taylor to help her on her stage presence and get her going and get her popping because um Big Lotto, Big Lotto, and her you know her little choreography and all that stuff is really cute. It's giving the kids may not understand this, but my generation, these millennials, we're here. Even though that is not um our people like the Summer Walkers and Lottos, they're they're younger. They're the younger generation, but. You're an entertainer, right? The guys of rap, they walk back and forth. And they And the girls can do the same thing, too. We get that. But we love a little choreo. The kids love a choreo because that's all they do on TikTok. Not necessarily a good choreo. Choreo, nonetheless. They love a choreo. So, I love for the rap girls to kind of be the pop stars of our time. I love that. That makes me excited. Summer Walker, she doesn't necessarily have to be a pop girl, but mama, move, move your arms, move your legs, make eye contact with the people, stop staring down. Somebody needs to help her because she's gonna lose the coin. There's no excitement. For being on stage and being able to gift the people with what God gave you. It's just very dead inside. It doesn't help me as a non-fan that Summer Walker has worms for a brain. Not smart. <laughs> Not smart. Um, the thinking that goes on there very minimal very surface and she keeps talking to us that's what i don't get right like there was a time that the only information we would get on celebrities were from like the national Enquirer, the star a lot of lies a lot of deception um a lot of 
those magazines getting sued because they were lies. But, you know, they would do an interview or two. We would get a little something on them. But we would not get to hear their inner thoughts. And I think that was a precious time to be in. Now, we are hearing the most intrusive inner thoughts that the people have. And the reason we don't need to hear those is because um, a lot of them are stupid. We don't need to hear how stupid you are. I am not saying that these people should not speak. I am not saying that they should, what Megyn Kelly said, shut up and dribble. It's not that. It's that if you're going to speak on something, you may feel how you feel. This is why it's important to have people around you who are smarter than you, right? Who care enough about you to say, mm -hmm. yeah, you may not want to tweet that because that is not right. Scientifically, that is not right. So you may not want to tweet that. Mm -mm. The people around them are just as slow as they are. So they post this stuff. You got the young ones agreeing because they don't know shit. You know, they have children. And this this bugs me out. These people have children. And they are so incredibly dumb. And they're all hooting and hollering and liking and yes, this and quote tweeting and whatever. But then you have smart people like me we're just sitting there shaking our heads. What is of the future if we have people like this? What is of the future? What will become of us? The world is already on fire. Is anybody going to put it out? Are the young people smart enough to put the fire out? Y'all, I just couldn't believe it. And she stood there and you got Usher dancing around you like you're the damn girl in the You Remind Me video. And you're just standing there. You're giving him nothing. You're not giving him a wink. You're not giving him a hip. You're not giving him a smile, a swivel, a head turn, a gyrate, a nothing. We feel nothing. You just there. Wow. I really, I don't know if I've ever seen a person under the age of what, 13, who will stand there, look down, and sing a song. Especially a person who is making a living off of their voice. Stand there, look down, and sing a song. And... The lyrics, like I said, are very goofy girl. And we all know her to be, if you read her intrusive thoughts all over social media, to be a goofy girl. When you're a goofy girl singing about goofy girl antics, don't you feel that in your spirit? Right? Can we get a shoulder shrug? Can we get a little movement from you? It should be in your bones. You should feel it. You should believe what you're saying. And we got nothing. We got nothing. Last Monday, Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson were fired from CNN and Fox News. Now, the whole Tucker Carlson thing um, was not, kind of was surprising, but wasn't surprising. Because I was watching a panel on CNN and after the whole um, settlement between Fox News and the voter machine people. Let me find their name. Dominion is their name. After that settlement, 
Um, they were talking about what could Fox News do to pivot and show that they are sorry. And someone said uh, what they could do is fire Tucker Carlson because of the rhetoric he had been spewing during the, um, you know, uh, election season. And I kind of was like, mm, I don't know, because they're it's kind of a cash cow. So I don't know how they would do that, but they did it. And that was interesting. But what my black ass was not expecting <laughs> was Don Lemon to be fired from CNN. Flabbergasted. Fl oh my gosh. That day was something. The way my face was in my phone, I'm trying to read what's going on next and who's doing this and who's doing that. Girl, Don Lemon. Okay, here's the thing. So, there is a new guy over at CNN. Okay, so his name is Chris Licht and he was the executive producer for The Late Night Show with Stephen Colbert at one time, as well as CBS's executive vice president of special programming. He's also known for having launched Morning Joe, which is one of my favorite morning shows on MSNBC, and the reboot of CBS in the morning. So when he came over to CNN as president, he thought it would be good for them to have like a really good morning show. And the morning show they picked was called, I believe they call it The Morning. And it had Don Lemon, something Harlow. Let me see. Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins. Now, the first time I heard of Don Lemon getting in trouble was when he said that Nikki Haley, who was supposed to be running for president um, as a Republican, that she was past her prime. She wasn't in her prime anymore. And I hate. Nikki Haley. God knows I do. But yes, I believe that Don Lemon's statement was wrong because it was seen as sexist. But I do believe that if you were to turn that around and ask Don Lemon, but what about um our good girl Hillary Clinton? His tune would change and he would realize that he meant to say something else. He ain't mean to say what he said. He meant to say something else. And then a couple of weeks after that, Variety released an expose on Don Lemon where people were talking about what was going on behind the scenes and how Don Lemon was mad that our girl, what is her name, Soledad O'Brien got a specific special and he said in front of everybody, she ain't even black. <sighs> like, it's so petty. It's, it's very, it's giving very much Real Housewives. It's very petty. Don Lemon also, they, that's what they said in here that he, was texting a lady. I don't know if it was Soledad O'Brien. I'm not sure. But she had gotten a job, a job that he wanted. And he was like, curse her out over text. And you better watch her back. And yada, yada, yada. And, you know, he had never been terminated. And I don't believe he ever had been disciplined, written up, anything like that. So they had the things in in their mind, the transgressions that occurred. They were in the back of the mind of CNN. So then he had a conversation with an Indian man, an Indian American who was a Republican. And we know that that didn't go well, but Don Lemon kept his composure because I feel like that brown people 
like that man there was trying to gaslight the black man. And the black man who was Don Lemon said, well, you know what? It's really hard for you to tell me about a black person's experience in this country because I am a black person living in this country and you are not a black person living in this country. So that man then turned to say, oh, so we can't have a conversation about race unless I am black. No, that's not what he said. You can't tell me about my experience as a black person in this country because you are not black. So I don't know if that is what pushed Don Lemon in his career over the edge. But what I do know is that I believe that was on a Friday. And by Monday, Don Lemon had put out a statement on Twitter saying that he was fired and he wishes his colleagues and his team the best because they are the best journalists in the world. Not long after that, TMZ posted that News Nation, where Chris Cuomo now works, wanted both Don Lemon and Carlson Tucker to come over to their side. I'm going to tell you how epic that would be to have a very right-leaning Republican on a network and have a very Don Lemon on a network. I I don't know if I believe that those people on Fox believe all the things that they say. And the reason I say that is because in the lawsuit filed um, by Dominion against Fox News, um, a lot of things came out. Um, a lot of things that were not good. People being forced to say things that they did not believe. Tucker uh, Carlson with... Um, the whole thing with the voting and the machines being messed up and all that stuff, it was not true. Then there were leaked emails or texts about how he does not like Donald Trump, how he believes that Donald Trump is an idiot, yada, yada, yada. I ain't saying they don't make him racist. I'm not saying don't make Tucker racist. I'm just saying he may not be so far off to the right as we think he is. So for him to be on a... Uh, the same platform as Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo, it will really be something to see if Newsroom can acquire uh, that and have them all together. Now, also, I don't know this for sure, but I thought Chris and Don had a little uh, beef because when Chris Cuomo left, he filed a, not left, when he got fired, he filed a lawsuit against CNN because he wanted the money, the rest of the money that was promised to him on his contract. And I believe that he named Don Lemon in the lawsuit. I don't know what instances he named Don Lemon. I don't know if he threw him under the bus. I don't know. But I was thinking that maybe if he did throw him under the bus, uh, there would be some uh, beef. But it doesn't seem like there's any beef. I just know that Don Lemon doesn't talk about him anymore on air, of course. And I have not seen Chris Cuomo's show. I'm not sure. But if we were to get those two back on screen, and we had them pass the torch to one another again um, with the nightly, nightly news. <sighs> news Nation has a perfect opportunity to make a lot of money. And I know this is very capitalistic of me to think about that, but it would, they would make a lot of money because election season is a coming. And we all know how crazy it gets. And we all know the orange man wants to run again. And we all know, though I hate him so, 
the man's funny. He's comedy that um, Donald Trump. So the news cycle is going to be insane. And let me tell you, I love the news cycle. I love the reality TV that is going on on CNN because, like, really nobody takes them seriously unless Steve Kornacki gets up there with his khakis and his white shirt and his tie and he starts pointing at stuff and giving us percentages and numbers and things of that nature. That is when the people start to take CNN seriously. But any other time, the people are not taking CNN seriously. Why? Because they are on the panels arguing with each other. And I don't mean just a regular, you know, disagreement. They are arguing with each other. They are in those little boxes looking like the Brady Bunch arguing with each other. It is quite hilarious. And then we have um, on MSNBC, girl, we got Angela Mitchell. Angela Mitchell can't stop falling asleep. Baby girl needs to retire. And we have our girl, um, Joy. I like Joy. Joy's my girl. But... We need more black people. We also have Simone. Simone was the young lady that was in Joe Biden's camp. She has her own show. I will tell you that as a viewer, it won't last long. She has a niche audience, and it ain't on MSNBC. And that's all I'm going to say about that, because I'm not going to bring my good sister down. I'm just going to say she needs to go somewhere else, and that somewhere else is behind a microphone. She needs a podcast. She does not need to be on TV. Unless they invite her on and she's talking about a specific subject. But for her to have a whole show, uh, no, Mm -mm. no, they can bring somebody back. But um, giving her her own show is interesting. I wonder what the ratings are on that. Because a lot of people doesn't even know she, they they don't know she has her own show. So yeah, girl, mm, do a podcast. You all may think that podcasting is oversaturated. A lot of the time, okay, shut up, listen. It is oversaturated with people who have no idea what they're talking about. They're dumb. They just have a microphone and a laptop and they have a phone and they're doing TikToks and they're showing us that they're stupid, right? So not only are they showing us that they're stupid through sound, right? We get to see how dumb they are because they're recording their podcast on and putting it on TikTok. We don't need those people to speak. Um, those people need to keep it in the group chats. The social commentary that they have is stupid. They talk about the same thing over and over and over. We're talking about splitting, splitting the bill. We're talking about submissive. We're talking about, I don't want to hear the bullshit anymore. But there are so many different podcasts that are really, really cool that you can listen to while you drive it to work. You can listen to while you're cleaning your house. You can listen to while you're working. If you have one of those jobs where you ain't got to be on the phone with nobody and you could just do what you do, you can literally listen to podcasts all day because they're not long at all. So though it's oversaturated, there are a lot of gems in the podcasting world. So that's why I think Simone should just head on over there, baby girl. And, um, you know, let us know what happened in the white house and give us some tea. Talk to some people in the white house. I'm now watching house of cards over again. Problematic. Yes, because it's Kevin Spacey, but I need to get my politics on again. Right. I need to feel a certain way about the White House. Now we about to go into this and we are about to have Joe Biden as a nominee. Again, I'll talk about that on another day. I don't want to talk about that right now because that is too long. Am I excited about that? Absolutely the fuck not.
Okay? I'm not. No, did not say I was going to stop cursing. Mm. Well, see, this is how this country works, right? So you have an incumbent president. The DNC is not going to nominate anyone else because it just is crazy. They're going to nominate the Joe Biden when they really need to look at um, Marianne Williamson. I think that's her name. Amazing woman. Got an answer for everything. Just like my good girl, Elizabeth. Let me tell you something. I blame, blame the old blacks for the boomers for the fact that we have Joe Biden now because he was not leading before in the um, like preliminary stages of the, the election cycle, right? The, he, he was behind. I don't know what pushed him up. I think he went like down to the South. If I'm not mistaken, the man went to the South and when he went to the South, the people are so in love with President Obama that they said, you know what, he's the next best thing because he was alongside President Obama. And they started to vote and, you know, answer these polls and all this stuff. And the DNC saw that the people were overwhelmingly for Joe Biden, which knocked my girl Elizabeth Warren out the box, uh, Bernie Sanders out the box. It really was really fucking annoying because I was not expecting that at all. I was... I wanted Elizabeth Warren so bad. And, there were, and then they, there was somebody else. Did Hillary Clinton? I don't know. There was somebody else. And they're just like, hey, this is just not going to work. But you know what? Okay, it worked. It worked. We don't have Donald Trump anymore as the president. But I do believe if it were um, Elizabeth Warren, she would have came out swinging. And she would have won um, by more numbers. And I think I would love to see her as an incumbent president. Not just because she's a woman. But just because she ain't stumbling over her words. Okay, I'm going to keep it real with you. It's maybe ages. I don't know. But the man, he ain't all the way there. And he getting old. And, and, you know, people shouldn't run countries like this. And somebody said, well, you you think he old. Donald Trump old too. Yeah, but um, if you want to compare them in that situation, Donald Trump is a little more uh, lively than um, Joe Biden is. So there's that. No, don't they say you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away? The main, he ain't going to walk away because he wants to be a two-time president because that is what success is in this country. As a president, you get elected twice. And um, I don't know if this country will go back to Donald Trump. I really don't know because, to be honest, the people surprised the hell out of me before. So I can't say what the people are going to do. I never thought that Donald Trump would be the president. Here's the thing. Sometimes I like to try things. I like to engage in things. Um, I like to see things for the experience, right? (laughs) So many people die and I'm not negating that. I just want to talk about pure aesthetics, pure comedy, pure what the fuck moment in history is Donald Trump becoming the president of the United States. Do you know how many documentaries are on streaming services right now about Donald Trump becoming president. It is the it is the wildest, okay? The wildest thing. It is absolutely insane that this man was able to become president in the United States of America with his track record and with the things that he said while he was running for president. The people still elected him. 
Because really what it is, y'all, is white supremacy over everything. When we see that for what it is, we will understand why this country continues to work in the way that it does. It upholds white supremacy. It is White supremacy is its oxygen, is its water. It feeds this country like nobody's business. And every single thing in this country can be traced back to slavery, can be traced back to racism. Almost every single thing. And that is very insidious and it's overwhelming and it makes me feel hopeless. Like, do we ever get out of this? And when I was younger, I used to think, ah, sure, the racists are dying off. We will get out of this. I am afraid because I know the truth. The truth is this country will forever be the racist country that it is today. It is not going to change in my lifetime. And because who gives up their power? What idiot gives up their power? Right? These people are powerful. They are white. I don't think they necessarily like being white. I think they like the privilege that comes with white. If they liked being white, they wouldn't try to look like us all the time. But that's another story for another day. Mm -hmm. Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson have both hired celebrity trial lawyer Brian Friedman. He's been a trial lawyer since 1991. He's worked with Mariah Carey, Alanis Morissette, Robert Downey Jr., Vin Diesel, Kate Beckinsale. He's worked with a lot of people. And they have hired him, baby, because they want the money that they're supposed to get from their contract. I think Don Lemon is supposed to get like at least $25 million more. Um, I don't know what Tucker Carlson is supposed to get. I think it's probably more than that. But just because they were fired doesn't mean they're not entitled to that money. Because Miss Megan Kelly, when she was on that uh, morning show, she was supposed to be paid a lot of money. And she got fired. She ended up being paid the rest of the money that was on her contract. And that set a precedent. So anytime a news anchor gets fired and they have money left on their contract, they get fired before their time is up contractually they're most likely going to get their money. So I believe that Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon are going to get their money. Oh my gosh. Breaking news, everyone. Real Housewives of Atlanta, Kim Zolciak files for divorce from Croy Bierman. TMZ says Kim Zolciak is pulling the plug on her marriage, filing for divorce from Croy Bierman on the heels of the couple's financial struggles. According to legal docs obtained by TMZ, the Real Housewives of Atlanta star lists April 30th as the date of separation between her and the former NFL star. The two were married for 11 years and had four kids together during that time. Kim says she's filing for a divorce because the marriage is irretrievably broken with no hope of reconciliation. She's asking for primary physical custody of the kids and joint legal custody. Kim also wants spousal support and to legally restore her maiden name. TMZ broke the story. Kim and Corey owe $1.1 million to the IRS in unpaid taxes, interest, and penalties from 
2013, 2017, and 2018. And they also owe the state of Georgia $15,000 for unpaid taxes from 2018. Remember, Kim and Croy's massive country club mansion in Alpharetta, Georgia, which was heavily featured on multiple reality shows, entered foreclosure in February. Though Kim's daughters, Brielle and Ariana, denied their home was headed to the auction block. Kim, <laughs> wow, Kim got knocked up three times because I think she had a set of twins and drained that man of the money, the little money that he had because he was not a star NFL player at all, okay? And now she's leaving. She's going, she's getting ghosts. What is Kim going to do to get money? She is a nurse. I don't know if she still has her license, but she... She's a nurse. She's not going to go back to nursing. She is going to try and get her butt back on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And Anderson, don't let it happen. I'm sorry, it's not Anderson, it's Andrew. Andrew, don't let it happen. I don't want to see her on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I believe she is making a guest appearance this season but other than that I don't even want her to be a guest I just actually never want to see Kim again um I don't know what she's gonna do I'm over her I've been over her for a long time I've been over her since she decided that she didn't want to film with the ladies anymore I feel like you know she was on her high horse she was married now she had kids she ain't want nothing to do with the girls and you know bye bye I don't care how broke you are bye I don't know what the lady gonna do find something to do honey but please don't be on my television. I don't want to see. And anybody with a brain who knows the history of Kim Zolciak would know that when she and her daughters were saying, oh, no, nobody's going to take our house. We're not leaving until we want to leave, yada, yada, yada. Everybody knew that was a lie because apparently, of course, there were documents saying that there was a lie. That was a lie. And Kim is a known liar. Kim lied about having cancer. Um, Kim has said a lot of things. All Kim does is lie. So I am not surprised that this is the, uh, end of the story. Hopefully it is the end of the road for Kim Zolciak. But see, I know that you Bravo people, you're just as nosy as I am. I just have no interest in this particular person. So it doesn't do anything for me. Um, I'm sure what what will be exposed is just like a whole bunch of lies, people living above their means. And, you know, because I just didn't understand how Kim was getting the money that she was getting. And I do remember I was listening to Jeff Lewis and Jeff Lewis was talking to someone. He had somebody on his show and he was talking about Kim Zosiak and how sweet she was and how when they found out that Jeff and Gage were going to uh, have Monroe, that she and Croy called him and told him to get this baby stuff, this baby stuff, sent him a lot of stuff. So she was really nice to him, which is great. I love that. I love that they have that friendship or whatever, that bond, that memory, whatever. But, um... Baby, your husband was not a star on the Atlanta Falcons. I don't even think he ever was. And for you to go and you get this big house and you got this big fairy tale wedding, like him, your checks are not that big. 
as a real housewife of Atlanta because if they were, you would have stayed there. So they weren't really that big. So for you to be just spending money doing this and you getting this surgical procedure and da 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 And I know that sometimes, yes, she does have a lot of followers on Instagram. And a lot of the times the doctors will say, hey, I'll do this, this, and this for you. All you got to do is put it on Instagram and it's free. I get that. I know that they have a lot of stuff because they do paid promos. But that is not helping Kim pay her mortgage, apparently. Right? Like, so there, there's not enough coming in. There's a lot of money going out. There's not enough coming in. And, well, here's the end result. She didn't suck the man dry in more ways than one. And and now she wants to file for a divorce. May God bless her. Um, Whatever the future holds for Kim, I hope it's good for her. But I, uh-uh. Throw her somewhere. I don't know. where. Where do you put her? You you could put her on um girl strip. I actually have no problem with that happening. Actually, yeah, no, put her on girl strip. Is she? Kim don't do it for me, y'all. She just doesn't do it for me. But I mean, I guess this is good tea for Monday. Last week it was Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson. This week, Kim Zolciak is um has filed for divorce. So very interesting. Well, that is my time, people. Thank you so much for tuning in to Who's Doing the Thinking with Shatea. I will be back Wednesday or Friday. I will absolutely let you know. You can follow me on Instagram at Sincerely Shatea. And, um, wow, what is going to happen this week? 